Hey guys, and welcome to the Stan Kirsch Studios podcast, where working actors talk. Each episode, one of our amazing faculty members chats with different TV and film professionals who share their experiences, provide advice, and just talk about issues that are relevant today. This week, our studio director, Colleen Foy, sits down with one of the stars of This Is Us and SKS alum, Caitlin Thompson. They chat all about her start in Hollywood, the importance of not apologizing for your process as an actor, and of course, the incredible journey of her character, Madison, as the show has entered its final chapter. This is one you absolutely do not want to miss. So, without further ado, I introduce to you Caitlin Thompson. Caitlin um, came into boot camp. What year was this? We were trying to figure it out. I, was it 2010 or 11? I have it in the. I have it in an email. Like, it's so funny. Okay. I remember your boot camp so specifically because um, it was like you and Kate Mancy um, at the time was Kate Morris. And mm-hmm. they, they, they were just sitting there and I was like, those two girls are going to have careers. Like, I didn't even see you acting. You just had this like presence about you, which is so like you, you have to have that, but you also have to have talent, you know, there's like so many things. Um, but I just remember your boot camp so well, but also you guys were so sweet. And I just remember really? the two of you. Yeah. You were so sweet. I felt like we were like, kind of like troublemakers. Maybe that was behind. Maybe that's why I liked you. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'll look, I'm going to look in the email. I won't do that right now. I'll put it in the chat, but it was like 2011. It was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And just to see how much you've grown as a human, like you're married, you have a baby. And as an actress, it's just really um, beautiful. And um, then to kind of just watch the journey of, of you and your character on the show is also, I mean, it's such a special show and each character has that kind of like amazing story. Um, so we're just so excited to, um, hear your, like what your point of view is like crazy. We all, everyone knows the show. Um, but it's like to get an insight of like how it's been for you. And as a, as a person and an actress, we're just so excited. So thank you so much in the middle of shooting also, like, it's not like you're on hiatus, just like nothing to do. And you're a mom. No, so, and a wife. You like oh, it's not like you don't have anything on your plate. <laughs> we really appreciate you. I'm gonna mute myself for the duration, and um, maybe I'll say hi at the end. But um, take it away, Colleen and Caitlin. Amazing. Um, so just a little housekeeping stuff for today. If you guys have any questions, pop them in the chat. I'll be I'll be checking it sort of simultaneously, and then hopefully at the end, um, if I haven't been able to integrate your question into our chat, then we can um, uh, open the floor, have you unmute yourself, and and talk talk to uh, Caitlin. Um, uh, okay, amazing. So Caitlin, as we were chatting about the other day, um, uh, you're you're most known for this incredible incredible arc and this incredible storyline on This Is Us, but um, I'm I'm so fascinated by how people get their start in this mm-hmm. business, because in the beginning, there's all these sort of uh, catch-22s, like you can't get an agent without work, you can't get work without an agent, um, um, all of those things. I'd love to hear a little bit of your sort of origin story, um, even, even backing up even further. When did you start acting? When did you decide to move to LA? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I, my first kind of acting experience, I guess, was in high school. I did The Sound of Music and I was cast as the puppet in the Lonely Goat Herd musical <laughs> number, which like wasn't even a real role, but they were like, for some reason, they liked the way I did this puppet thing. 
And it kind of just cracked something open in me where I was like getting laughs, like house laughs on stage every night. And I was like, wow, I was like, this is amazing. Like, I love the way this feels. And I was a very shy kid in, in school. So it was kind of a weird experience for me to feel confident enough to break out into this character every night. Um, and I think that was just something that just triggered in me like, oh, I like this feeling and I like being on stage and I, I'm not this person off stage, but I'm this person, which I'm sure we can all relate to um, as actors. So I, um, that kind of got acting in my head. And when it came time for college, I minored in theater at Arizona State and I did business as a major. My dad wouldn't let me go to school for acting. Uh, so um, Arizona has like a small acting community and I moved out there. I did all my theater classes first and was left with all the business classes at the end. And so my GPA just started falling <laughs> at the end because I was just not interested in these business classes. Um, but I got a small agent out there. Uh, it was like Ford agency, it was like a modeling agency slash, slash acting. And I started just doing improv, like all around with like an improv troupe. So I joined an improv class and we would do corporate conventions and we would do like bars, wine bars at night and just do little improv shows for people. Um, and then I think it was after that, I was like, okay, I'm going to LA after this. Um, mm. I, I graduated college in three years. I just like hurried up and got everything done and literally like missed my graduation and packed up a U-Haul with a girl that was moving out to LA at the same time as me and uh, wow. moved to LA. And uh, before I moved, I had signed up for some improv classes out there. I was really excited to get into that world. And so I had signed up with, um, I don't even know if they're around anymore, Improv Olympics. They might not be even a, a thing. I don't know. I they're big yeah. in Chicago. Yeah, I.O. but I, I heard they closed, but maybe not. Uh, so I signed up there and I just started kind of getting into that world. And um, I was telling Colleen, there used to be something, which I don't know if this just makes me feel like so old, but uh, there was something called the Actors Network that was around at the time. And it was kind of a popular resource for actors. And it was great because it was this community of actors that were very proactive and wanting to you know, advance their careers. And they weren't waiting to just sit by for a lucky break, um, which I really responded to. So I joined there and they used to have these little Q and A's. They'd bring in different managers or casting directors or agents. So one day they brought in this agent and um, at the end of his Q and A, he was like, I'm, I'm looking for an intern. Uh, so I, I jumped at the chance and I went over to him after and I was like, I'll intern for you. I said, I, you know, I was like, I'll intern for three months and then you have to sign me or I'm like, I'm done. I'm not going to do it longer than three months. Like, <laughs> I, um, so I did that and we became really close and uh, three months was up and he was like, I want to sign you as a client. And so, um, that's how I got my first agent out there. And wow. With a little bit of a threat. Like I, yeah, like I was like, you. I'm not going to waste my time doing yeah, this okay. labor, you know, love, <laughs> like, love this, but love I was like, this. I don't know how else to find an agent. Like I didn't have any credits. <laughs> I wasn't in the union. And um, so this just felt like a way, like, okay, I'm in his office every day. He's going to get to know me. You know, I'm mm -hmm. seeing the breakdowns every day. So, um, so he started sending me on auditions and like, like Colleen said, it was the whole catch 22. I was going out for roles and then they'd be like, great, we love you. Are you SAG? And I'd be like, no. And they'd be like, they'd try to be like, no, no, that doesn't matter. That's okay. But then they'd call my agent and be like, you know, 
we really can't taft harley somebody we need someone that's in the union but call us whenever she is or whatever and um i started doing background work trying to get um I think you had to get like three vouchers or something and then you could get in the union and so I was just like okay I'll just this is what I'm gonna do so I started doing background work and uh, it was a show called Greek that I got vouchers on and um, I was in the union you know my agent followed up with all those casting directors and Greek ended up being my first real job which is amazing but also I was like oh my god they're gonna find out that I was like a background <laughs> artist on their show and they're not gonna hire me and I was like sometimes like really featured in the background so maybe maybe somewhere there's like footage of me <laughs> lurking in the background not in the character <laughs> but um after that then I was in the union and then it just kind of not became easier in any means but definitely helped open up doors and you know lead to the next role that is so awesome. Um, when you were interning, uh, before you flipped it and became a client, what did you, was there anything surprising about being in uh, an office like that? Were you surprised at the volume of uh, breakdowns or how few auditions come through? Uh, I think the surprising thing was... Um he was very big on headshots. Like I remember he used to put up all the headshots and he would make mm. me look at the breakdown and he was like, which headshot shows this character? And it was like, there'd be like, oh, this is a smarmy, like creepy guy. And he's like, which headshot of this client would you pick for that submission? And I would, you know, pick that one. And um, I remember he'd always like look at the headshots and, and take a piece of blank paper and kind of fold it and mark like, so you're just seeing the eyes and then you're just seeing the mouth and like kind of breaking down the headshot that way to make wow. sure what's the, best what's the best. Yeah, it was really interesting. So I think that kind of, um, I think that was interesting because it really did show me that a lot of times casting directors just have that, you know, they're going off of that headshot and you want it to be really clear and really specific for the kinds of roles that you might be going out for. Mm. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Uh, but yeah, you see, um, you see what's out there and you, you know, there's a lot out there and it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, what about in your first couple of jobs um, on set? I found that I thought, you know, you, I, I know how to act and I knew how to audition. Then when I got on set, I was like, there's a whole other level of things that mm -hmm. I just had no idea. I, I, no idea went on. What were, what was surprising for you, your first couple jobs on set? Um, you know, actually, Greek was a very interesting experience. I, um, I was so nervous, first of all, like, I was just mm -hmm. like this, you know, I just felt like I've been waiting for this moment. And, uh, you know, I, I think there was this moment that was really interesting that happened. I did the audition as a character very specifically. And then when I got on set, they wanted like a completely different character. Like I played this, like, I, I think in my audition, the character, she was a freshman coming in and her brother was a junior at the school. And so she was coming in as like his sister. And so I kind of played her like streetwise, like a little, like, you know, the cool girl, like she has a big brother there. And then I got there and they were like, no, you have to play her very young and very like fish out of water. And I was just like, oh, I was like, I don't. And I remember they gave me this direction <laughs> note, like, I think her note was like, kind of like bounce on your feet a little bit when you talk. And I was like, what? Like, I don't know who this person is. It really threw me. Um, so for, you know, that kind of not really feeling sure of who that character was, was, um, was not helping me feel more grounded, but, um, 
Yeah, it's just, it's funny because you're, you know, a lot of times actors spend so much time in class and we don't get the time to actually put into practice what we're learning. And so I think that's something that you can try to prepare for, but it really just comes from getting those experiences and, um, and having those tools and really developing your technique and your skills so that when you are on set and things throw you, you have those things to fall back on. You're like, oh wait, I can drop in. I know how to ground myself. I know how to relax. I know how to connect. I know how to prep. Um, and that's only something that I've learned as I've been working, like actually putting into practice um, everything that we've been taught. Wow. That's amazing. I was actually thinking this morning, uh, you, it's interesting you mentioned di uh, the director. Um, there have been times I've been on set and I get no no direction at all. It's almost mm -hmm. uh, almost like I want to say like, we're wrapped. So was everything okay? Like, did you get what you need? Like, should we yeah. just talk a little bit? Um, and then there are times where people, where directors are very collaborative and very, um, um, very expressive about what they want, but sometimes like that director bounce on your feet or they say like, um, one, one told me one time a feather the nest a little bit. And I was like, I have what? <laughs> feather what? No, no, Let what? me Google this real quick. <laughs> yes. Um, um, so I've learned to like try and communicate a little bit when I don't understand rather mm -hmm. than like, yep, totally get a, totally understand what you mean. Totally will feather that yeah. nest. Um, how, how has it been working with different directors over the 40 some episodes of this is us but also these ones where you show up and you have a couple episodes here a couple episodes there and you really feel like a guest in someone else's house mm -hmm. and yeah yeah I think in tv it's usually the director's first episode mostly mm. I mean they tend to be brought on for the episode and then another director comes on it's more the writer who's the person that's been through the whole journey of the show. So I think you have to have that awareness of like, everyone really doesn't know what they're doing and everyone's trying to figure it out together. Yeah. And I think you need to feel free to communicate and to take up space. And that's something that I had to learn that I'm not just like lucky to be here and need to show up and say my lines. It's like, no, they need me here. I need to, I need, they want me to bring you know, myself and this character. And I'm just as much a part of this as the director, the star of the show, like we're all in this together. Um, so, and I, you know, every director is very different. I think some of them tend to be more focused on camera movement and, mm -hmm. you know, the camera techniques. And then some people, you'll get directors that don't really know how to talk to actors. So their notes can be not harsh, but like blunt or, you know, they're just not the language that you're used to speaking. Yes. And then I'll have directors that know, you know, we have some, uh, one of our directors, uh, Ken Olin, he was an actor um, on 30 something. And so he's great because he knows how to talk to us. He knows how to talk about the emotion and the, the you know, the, the backstory of the character and how to tap into that. Um, so I think all that to be said, the more that you can kind of direct yourself, but mm. also learn to be flexible, I think the better off you are. I think you go in with choices and a strong point of view but then you have to learn to be flexible and um you know I think if they don't say anything chances are they got what they wanted you know yes. if they're not gonna give up you know they have you there if they really need something they're gonna work to get it and um you know and if they ask for a different way they might say like great I got it the way that we needed it but let's just try it this way because we don't know what's gonna work in the edit or you know when we have all the other pieces together we don't know what we need um, so yeah, I think it's just about 
coming to play and, you know, mm -hmm. doing your homework before you show up and knowing your lines, obviously, but also knowing where your character is in this world and um, what the point of the scene is and how that fits into the script. And then being, being free to play, I think really helps you. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, have you ever uh, been doing a scene and then halfway through whatever allotted amount of time, maybe you've even turned around and are getting the other characters coverage mm -hmm. or now it's on your coverage and something hits you a little bit differently and you're like, oh, the scene has changed halfway through the day for me. Has yeah. that ever happened or it feels pretty consistent? Um, yeah, you know, it's funny. I was just, I was on set yesterday and I was doing a joke and then I realized as they turned around, I was like, oh, that would have been such a great joke. I mean, I think I get more of that where it's like, I sometimes feel like when it's the other person's close up is my best take because you're just so relaxed. <laughs> like, oh, the pressure's off. Right. Me. And I was like, oh my God, I wish I would have done that. Did I do that that way on my coverage? I don't know. I think it's a natural thing, but, um, but yeah, I think the best moments are when you're surprised mm -hmm. by something happening in the scene. I think you're doing yourself a disservice if you're saying, oh, I know how the scene is gonna go and this is how it has to start and end. I think the best way is to be have your prep get you to where the character is in the beginning, but then live in the moment and yeah. see what you don't know what the other actor is going to give you and you have to go off of what they give you. Mm -hmm. And I think if you come in being like, no, this goes this way, this goes this way, you're just not in the moment. And I think you lose a lot of the magic that way. Right. In order to pick up on what they're doing, you have to be listening and you can't be listening if you're like steering the ship regardless. Yeah. yeah. If you're trying to control what's happening, then it'll never be as good as I think so many moments when I see the final cuts, they love to use the moments where we flub a line or we we're doing a behavior and like the spoon drops on the ground and you have to go pick it up. And they always are grasping those moments on our show. It's really interesting because those are where you see life that you yeah. don't see if you're like, you know, yeah. expecting things to happen a certain way. Absolutely. That is fascinating. <laughs> that is fascinating. We always talk about when working on auditions, like don't like don't break. If something funky happens, don't like, oh shit. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, you like read the take. Sometimes <laughs> there's like magical things. Watching someone recover, like it's just it's it's incredible watching them sort of pay attention to what's actually happening. Yeah. yeah. And I think if you're in the character still, and you know, a lot of times I remember there was this example from Glee of Liam Michelle, I think she messed up something or they laughed at something and she in character was like you weren't supposed to laugh at that like it threw her but she said that as but it was totally that character of whatever her name was and and I, I I'm sure it probably got her the job in some way because it's just like, <laughs> we want to see that and it kind of breaks the rhythm a bit you know they're seeing people after people after people on auditions and then they go oh now I'm paying attention like oh okay yeah. like they know you can say a line they know you can start again what they don't right. know is like can you live in the moment and create in the moment yeah absolutely oh that is fascinating I love it um um I wanted to share uh, a scene and um I, there's no way for me to grab it off the internet because um, uh, the producers, the company that you work for is very protective of the work. There's no way for me to sort of yank it and share here, but the scene where, where Madison is ending her engagement, I thought was so gorgeously played, Caitlin. Um, uh, 
really there's this gorgeous sort of push pull between um, like, I know what is right and I'm right for me. I have clarity and I'm doing this, but mm-hmm. also there's sort of a softness. I felt like your character didn't sort of puff up. This is what's happening. And she didn't shriek down. I'm so sad that this is happening. Can you talk a little bit about that? I, I Like when I was watching, I was like, oh, this is like this gorgeous push pull this tension um uh and i thought it stayed very consistent with the character while having a completely new uh completely new scenario for her to be in um what was that like shooting that scene thank you um yeah it was interesting because i had known that that was coming for a while i knew that that scene was kind of going to be the ending and i kind of knew maybe five or six episodes before and um I always like to, when, like I'll read a script and then I'll kind of go away and walk, like, you know, go about my day. And I like to let things kind of just like little ideas pop in my head. And literally my phone is full of notes of like little thoughts about like, ooh, there's a thought for that scene. There's a thought for that scene. Um, but that just was happening all the time for that scene. And I just had all these ideas about like, what does this mean for her? And, and why is she taking the stand? And why is she making the choices she's making? And what does she really want? Um, so I think I went in kind of like open-ended, like she, she was really going in there to, she didn't know how it was gonna end. Like I didn't wanna play the end of it. She's going in there to ask a question and earnestly ask that question. And that will just, that will determine what the end is. If he says, yes, I, I love you. And she believes it, then fine. She's gonna go through with it. But if, if not, as it ended up, then she was going to have to deal with that truth. And so I think I just wanted to get that first moment right, where I really asked, do you love me? I don't want to be like with an agenda. I was like, no, I really need to know, do you love me? And I think once I got into that intention, it just kind of set the tone for the rest of the scene. And it kind of let me it made it very active on him. Like I really needed him in that scene. Like mm-hmm. I needed anything that I was reading on his face, any reaction, anything he was saying, like I really needed to know, like it just made it very active for me. And so I was able to be, there were a lot of unpredictable moments for me because he was giving me so much. Um, but yeah, it was very interesting. I really, when I filmed it, I, um, I worked a lot on relaxing because I felt like I knew everything and I there was a lot I knew it was a high stake scene. I felt like I was in the Super Bowl for this scene. Like I was like, <laughs> I gotta like bring it home. Like this is my moment. I can't, you know, drop the ball. So I really in, wanted to work on just being relaxed so that I could stay present for it. So um, I do a lot of things. I, uh, I mean, every time I'm in my trailer, I take 10, 15 minutes to kind of just like loosen up and I do vocal exercises and I I'm sure Justin thinks I'm like an insane person in my trailer when he hears me next because we share a trailer but I just kind of do my own little process so that when I come on set I'm I'm relaxed and I can let things come and I'm not you know when inevitably things are thrown at you you, you're not thrown by them Mm -hmm. Um, and then I use music a lot so um, I make like a little playlist for the character for this you know for the scene and um, that kind of just lets me stay in the zone. Um, but yeah, it's for me, that scene was a lot about the preparation and coming in to really ask a question and not to assume an answer, or have an agenda, but to really need to know. 
Um, and also know what's at stake. You know, she's, she's all that my character has ever wanted was a family and she's about to get it, but she's going to throw it all away because it's not right. And um, there was a lot at stake for her. So um, yeah, it was an interesting experience. Um, mm -hmm. And I was kind of surprised by how it manifested and how, um, how easy everything kind of came up for me. Like I didn't have to work too hard. It was like, I just was able to trust that it was all there and it was, and that was a really cool experience. Wow. Oh, that's incredible. I wonder also if sort of your, your vocal warmups, your playlist, if that creates a little ritual uh, mm -hmm. and it sort of like lets your body know or your mind or whatever, like, mm -hmm this is this is what we do now we are entering this world and yeah. you provide yourself a really gorgeous foundation that way yeah I think you have to because I mean life is busy for everybody and you're having to drop into this other person into this other world and I think you do yourself a disservice if you don't give yourself that time mm -hmm. or and yeah it is very ritualistic for me um you know it's like as soon as I start putting on the wardrobe and I'm taking off my jewelry and I'm putting on her jewelry like I just let myself take my time and let that all be a part of the process. Like I don't rush through it. It's just kind of, you know, just all shedding my layers and putting on her layers. Um, yeah. I love, I love that. Do you, I'm curious, do you have a ritual to sort of take you out of it? Maybe it is like putting back on your own jewelry uh, at the end of it, but to sort of like step out of, step out of that experience. Sometimes I'm not the best at it because I'm usually like, oh, I'm going to miss my son's bedtime. Like I want to hurry back home. To back to life. So yes. I'm like ripping out. Like the other day I was rushing home and I have a fake hair in and I just left all my fake hair in and I came home and they called me and they're like, do you still have your weave in? And I was like, oh shoot. Yes, I do. Like, <laughs> don't worry. I'll bring it back tomorrow. But uh, I'm better about the bringing myself in than bringing myself off. But I did after that scene, I did uh, sit in my garage with a cupcake and sat in my car and ate a cupcake in my car. Uh, yes. <laughs> that moment. Garage cupcakes. Yes. yes. <laughs> For the win. That's amazing. Um, uh, I think when you touch on uh, like sort of mentally getting yourself there, it, ref mm -hmm. uh, it really sort of respects the idea that this, this, this job that we do, this profession is not just sort of showing up, hitting marks, saying lines. It has an impact on our, um, uh, psyche. And if our psyche is not in the right place, uh, mm -hmm. there's a whole other component missing. Um, uh, how have you taken care of yourself when you're not on set in that sort of way, whether it's, um, um, ending for a season, I always get like sort of post-show blues, you know what I mean? Um, uh, or in between jobs feeling like perhaps, okie dokie, is the phone ever going to ring again? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm no different. And, uh, I've definitely talked to people that you would be surprised to hear feel the exact same way. Um people that you see all the time always think that it's their last job. So uh, we're not alone in feeling that way. I think it's human nature and it's, you know, I think actors, if you're acting and you're going through all the bullshit that we go through, you really love it. So it, it means a lot to you. And um, I, I mean, literally after we wrapped that scene, it was my last day. I called my agent and I was like, what's next? Like, what are we doing next? Like, I, I have hiatus and I need to know. And she was like, calm down, <laughs> enjoy <laughs> like, time off. Like you're fine. Um, but uh, uh, I do love writing. That's something that has always kind of 
spreaded, you know, in between jobs for me. Um, I kind of get that same high from like a great day of writing that I do from a great day of being on set. Mm. And so for me, that's really satisfying and it's a creative outlet and it's storytelling and it's in the same world, but I'm not, I'm not dependent on other people. It's something I can do independently. I'm even like rehearsing a scene. You probably need the someone else there unless you're just memorizing lines, but this is just something that's independent and uh, creative. And so that's really been a huge um, help in just kind of getting me through the inevitable, you know, in between jobs moments. Um, yeah. And it feels proactive and it's fun. Uh, and that's, yeah, it kind of does. And it helps with acting too, because you're like, I'm writing a scene. I need to know, I can't just write any arbitrary scene. Like there needs to be a want and a need in the scene. And what's this character's want and need? What's wow. this character's want and need? So it, it all kind of marries together in a, in a way. Yeah, it all feeds one another. Mm -hmm. Um, do you find yourself writing, uh, things that now that you've been in the, this, this is us world for quite a while, do you find yourself gravitating to things that are sort of opposite of the tone of that show or, um, uh, following that path even more sort of the, the gorgeous mixture of drama and comedy that happens on the show? Yeah. I mean, the one thing I love about the show so much is I think the best dramas have comedy in it mm -hmm. because, in life, you might laugh at a funeral, you know, you might laugh and you know, that's just how we are in life. And I think that's what the show does so well. It's not melodramatic. It doesn't toe the line on like, we're going to make you cry, even though I know it makes a lot of people cry. It, it brings <laughs> a lot of reality through its humor. Um, and so, I mean, not to say I can write like this is us writing, but I do appreciate that about what the show does. And, um, but I write across the board. I've written half hour multicams. I've, I've written plays. Um, wow. Yeah, it's just kind of whatever the story is and what best, what tone works best for that story and how I want to tell it and how I want to explore it. Mm -hmm. um, but I kind of am all across the board. And I think, you know, as actors, we don't, we, I, me, I know for myself, I want to be able to play in all these different mediums and in tones, um, drama, comedy. Um, so it's really no different. Like, I don't feel like I'm one thing when I'm writing. It's kind of, it's been all across the board. That's awesome. And you started writing quite a while ago, right? Um, for Theater of Note or? Uh, no, I haven't done anything for them. Um, oh, my apologies. No, no, no. Uh, great theater. But I, um, I did, I mean, I would write sketches for myself and then I was in a sketch group and then I've taken a couple shows out to pitch and then I wrote a play for the Hollywood Hollywood Fringe Festival that I did. It was like a two-hander oh. that I did. And that was fun. That was like, for me, when I set out to do this, I was like, if I can do this, then I'll feel like I can kind of do anything. Cause it just <laughs> seems like such a far-fetched goal to be like, I'm going to write this show and I'm going to put it on here. And it's like these crazy schedules. And um, I had a great director and another actress and after that I just remember feeling like okay like now this dream that felt so far out there for me has been reached like you know what's next oh, um, I love that you did that for yeah. yourself that's incredible yeah. I yeah. love that um, I want to ask a couple questions about um, uh, more 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 questions about being on set mm -hmm. um, uh, um, 
And the question is a little bit twofold, but it's about the same thing. Staying present when you're about to get in a scene, when there's so many things pulling you out. Um, mm -hmm. I talk a lot about being thrown by like hair and hair and makeup. Yeah. Like you're, you're in the zone and you're staying in the zone and they're fluffing and zhuzhing <laughs> and tugging and then your microphone battery needs to get changed and I, I find myself um, battling against being pulled out mm -hmm. um, uh, and then the other thing is when I've acted with folks who maybe have a different process than me allowing that to um, exist and giving myself what I need uh, can mm -hmm. you talk at all about either of those situations yeah I mean it's I think it's the biggest thing that can throw an actor I think you can like I've had moments where all day I'm like, ooh, I'm feeling it. Like anytime I think this thing, like tears are coming to my eyes and I'm like driving to work and I'm like, this is great. Like I'm, I'm in it, it's gonna be right there. And then you get there and you know, like you said, you know, there's a million, there are a million things that can throw you between, you know, at any moment of arriving, you know, in your trailer to being on set to action. And I think you just have to know that that's gonna happen. They're always gonna be there. There's never gonna be a perfect setup. I mean, sometimes you'll have an emotional scene and then they're turning around on you and they call lunch and you're like, oh great. So now I have to sit in this for an hour. And, you know, I just think first and foremost, you have to take care of yourself and um, prioritize yourself and know like the arrogance of the actor. Like, this is what I need to do my job. So I need to protect that. And I don't need to feel bad about it. And I love that. You, I you love know, that. I mean, yeah. You don't have to be rude. Like, you know, my hair and makeup now we know each other and the show the AD will know when it's an emotional scene, he'll kind of keep people quiet. Um, and some actors need that more than others, but uh, I think giving yourself that permission to, that you're not a bad person for needing that, you're not a green actor for needing that, like you're an actor and you know your body and you know your instrument and this is what you require. And it's for the good of the show, so you have to do it. Um, my favorite thing is, uh, I have the headphones and I refuse to get like the kind that you have because I want the long string that goes down so that they can see that I'm listening to my music and I'm like prepping myself. And so I don't have to like explain any more than that. They know that I'm, you know, hair and makeup can do whatever they want. I'm just holding my headphone and I'm sitting there and they're touching me up and then I can go step away for a minute and take them out and go do the scene. Um, I found that to be a really useful tool. Um, <laughs> just as far as not having to be like, sorry, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get into, you know, right. doing that right, right, right. like, no, it's clear what I'm doing. <laughs> um, and I think also, you know, like if you need to, if you have an actor that you're working with, who's chatty and you need to be alone, like go step over, you know, pull your chair and go sit somewhere else and just, um, you know, take that space for yourself. Uh, mm. And I think also, you know, when they call action, if you need another minute, take that minute. Like, you know, I mean, if it gives everyone a great scene, no one's going to be mad at you for it. So um, I think you just have to know your tools and, and have, give yourself that permission to utilize them and to trust yourself that you know what you need. That's huge. Trust that you know what you need and ask for it. That is, that's mm -hmm. honestly huge. I think because we get, a, we feel a little marginalized, you know what I mean? Like um, just show up, do your audition, be done. Yeah. Uh, just show up, hit your mark. It can feel a little bit, especially when you're starting out that it's like, just shut up, get the job done. Don't ask for anything mm -hmm. extra. So yeah. Yeah. And I don't think, I think that's something that we put on ourselves because when you get to the other side of the camera, like 
that's not really their expectation. Like, mm. sure, a, a co-star that maybe is like, hold on a second, and then is like running away for 10 minutes to go, you might be like, okay, you know, you're, but for the most part, everyone wants the best result. And I think it's almost something that we put on ourselves because we feel lucky to be there. And we know that we've had 20 auditions before we got this job. And we're like, Ooh, you know, like I want to just do a good job so that I can, you know, but I, I think it's almost something that we put on ourselves to feel that way. Um, yeah. And I don't think it's necessarily from what I've seen, um, everyone just wants a great show and they want a great scene and they want you to be your best. Casting wants you to be your best. They want to have 20 great options instead of like, you know, two great options. Like everyone's rooting for you. And I think you just have to um, take that in and, and, and welcome it and not fight against it. I love that. I love that. Um, uh, so with This Is Us um, uh, and it's uh, shooting its final season, mm -hmm. um, what are your what are your next plans what are you what is your heart calling you to do and and what are you currently doing are you auditioning for things i am auditioning um it's definitely a different ball game since i've auditioned last for pilot season um i told you i told i told my manager i was like my favorite pilot seasons have been the ones where i wasn't available <laughs> i couldn't go out i was like this is amazing like to sit one out and not have to do the hustle um but yeah, I'm I'm auditioning and I'm really, uh, I would love to do a comedy that's kind of always been my goal and my dream. And even my character on the show kind of started out being the comedic relief of a scene and um, has developed. So uh, I'd love to kind of explore that more and mm -hmm. to, um, yeah, that's something just with my improv background too, that's something that I've always wanted. But if you see me on a drama after this, you know, I'll be very happy to. <laughs> Absolutely. We're I mean, thrilled whenever sure. happens. Yes. That's um, incredible. Yeah. But it's definitely a different, I feel for you guys out there because it's just a different ball game right now. And um, I also think SAG does need to step in and shorten these sides to like six pages because nobody should have to do 10 pages for a first read. It's like insane. Um, it's insane. It's so crazy. And we used to have three a day. I mean, at least it's not that anymore. But um, but yeah, it's uh it's not easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh anyone want to ask a question? Uh Miss Cassandra or Cassandra, sorry, how do you say your name? Potato potato, as long as it's not Cassie. I'm good. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Um, thank you. Well, first off, Caitlin, thank you so much for your time and doing this for, for all of us. I'm very excited definitely a fan of this is us I did background on it and I was like so excited to be there Aww. yeah and I also went to iOS and they are no longer around so right I don't yeah. know what happened yeah I don't either um so there's that and my question for you is what was your mindset from getting the audition of Madison mm -hmm. through the process of the audition and then finding out that you booked it because mindset plays a lot in um, yeah. yeah I I think it was like a meeting because I had went in for that casting before and so I had it was kind of more of a meeting like it wasn't really a fair thing I don't think I, it was like such a small role that they were like we know you we like you and it was so it was like I was on their list um but I've definitely in other auditions I mean I remember in Greek and in 90210 
I think I walked out and like threw the script in the trash because I was like, well, that sucked. And I was like, that's definitely not going anywhere. And I just like threw it away. And I was like, I want to forget that one. Like, you know, I'm going to cry about it for two days and then move on. Um, so it just goes to show that sometimes you don't know what they saw. And I think, I think 90210, I think I had taken like cough medicine. And I wasn't feeling well, but I think I was just so that character that like anything that I was doing was it was, they're like, that's her, you know, like I just had myself there basically. And um, so, yeah, so I don't have the specifics of this is us, but I think in any audition, um, you know, it's, it's hard to sometimes have not have that control and to have to walk away from it. But I think if you can just trust that you did a good audition or you brought your best and if you didn't, it's not the last one you're going to have. Um, but it's just a lot of times like, are you right for this role? Are you in this world that we, you know, do you fit into the world that we need to create? Um, Cause I don't know if that answers your question so much, but uh, was there like a specific thing about the, um, the link between booking it and audition? Um, well, more so like, cause a lot of times when people get an audition, they, they're like overly wanting the job. So uh -huh. just going in, with without having the expectation of of booking it but you know just to be able to like kind of relax and know that you did your best to not beat yourself up over it or um mm -hmm. i just wanted to know what your process was of getting it but yeah it could be for i guess any other thing that you had booked because you know doing the grind of auditioning and auditioning and not getting anything you can easily kind of wear yourself down but you need mm -hmm. to have a strong mindset to get through all of that yeah, I think what helps the most is having a life outside of it so that you're not like, you know, I mean, my husband used to make fun of me because I would get an audition and he'd be like, well, there goes our weekend. Because I was just like, this is my weekend now. I'm going to stare at these sides and I'm going to like memorize everything and I'm going to, you know, Monday after Monday afternoon, then I'll be available to you again. Um, and that's a hard thing to let go of because you waited for this opportunity. I think everyone knows, you, you know, you're going to want the role. Um, and I think that's just a hard thing to overcome, but I think the more that you can build your skills as an actor and also have those things outside of life that are giving you joy and fulfilling you when acting can't, I think that always just lends itself to letting you in a healthy way walk away from these auditions, you know, and kind of like throwing your hands up in the air and being like, if, if I fit, great, not, you know, um, I just think that's, I think that's the hardest thing as an actor to do, honestly. I think it's, there's not really one way of doing it, but from my experience, um, yeah, having those things to, to, that do give you joy and do fulfill you are really important. Um, and then, you know, when you get the job, it's great, but then you're just right back to auditioning again. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, gee. Hey, thanks, Colleen. And thanks, Caitlin, for being here. It's been so awesome to hear your process. Um, and actually, my friend Mandy, she works in locations on uh, on This Is Us, and she's oh, okay. absolutely loved it as well. I but, uh, Mandy Moore. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Mandy Marion's her name. Me too. I was uh, like, humble brag. My friend Mandy. No, 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 no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she loves it. But uh, yeah. had a quick had a quick question. Like early on in your career. Um, when you were trying to, you know, build relationships with, with 
you know, different people in the industry, uh, mm-hmm. cast and directors. Was there anything specific that you did, whether that be like, you know, workshops or, you know, I, kn- I know people do postcards sometimes or just uh, just the audition grind. I was just curious if you had anything specific that that you went about doing. Yeah, I think um, my best advice there would be, are workshops still a thing? I don't know. Weren't, isn't there a whole problem with them? Yeah, but they're 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 back. They're back. They're back. Yeah. Workshops are great because they know why they're there and you know why you're there. And so there's no mystery, <laughs> like, you know. Um, but I think, you know, when you do get the auditions, I think that's always a great opportunity. And I think the tendency, again, as we apologize for ourselves and for being our wonderful actor selves, the tendency is like, I don't want to waste their time. I want to just go in there and I want to do my audition. I'm going to be you know, efficient and then I'm going to leave. And it's like, no, like connect with them as a person first. Like I always try to get like that little bit of small talk in, in the beginning um, before I do the audition. And if it's something that's heavily prepped and you need to be kind of in a state, maybe do it at the end of the audition. Um, but I think that's just such a great opportunity to not just be like another face coming in the door and to like build a connection um for the longest time I feel like there's like the biggest group of Ohioans out here but I would just say I'm from Ohio and somebody in the room was like I'm from Ohio or I know someone from Ohio and I was like cool nice (laughs) I'll be the Ohio girl um so I think you know if you get those opportunities like make the most of them um because like I said with workshops like everyone knows why you're there everyone you know you have that time with them and own that space and take that time that you've been given and don't apologize for being there because they asked you to come. And, um, you know, you have to punch through the, you know, the series, they're gonna see 20 people that day and maybe you're not right for that role, but you'll stick out in their head more if you actually had like a human connection with them and you didn't just come in and deliver your lines and, you know. And leave, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, So I think, that's the best way I could think of, but, you know, just keep surrounding yourself. You never know, not that you want to have an agenda when you're out in the world, but you never know who someone knows or where that comes from. So I think if you prove to be a serious actor who is taking this seriously, uh, you know, you're not, you don't have to be desperate, you don't have to be annoying about it, but if you just, you know, people are like, he's a great actor. I've seen him in this play. I've seen this I don't know, the digital world is beyond me right now, but if I saw him on this YouTube thing or something, then uh, I think you cut through the noise a little bit. And I think that helps you as well. Got you. Thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. that. Awesome. Yes, Miss Mabel. Hi, thank you for hosting this, Colleen and Kristen. Nice meeting you, Caitlin. My name is Mabel. I love you in Christmas Perfection. Yeah, and actually, funny story, I'm currently chatting with your male stars because they're open to doing IG Live with me because I wanted to learn more about their process. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Robbie and James. Yes, yes, yes. I love those guys. Yeah, I was wondering, how did that project come about? Was it something you want, like you were actively seeking to be in a Christmas movie or just it kind of came your um no that one was uh it was like straight audition um I yeah I read for it and then I remember I got home and I had a call from my agent I was like oh this is great I was like I must have booked it and they were like your tape actually never recorded and they need you to go back and self-tape over the weekend because they really like you but they don't have anything to show it and I was like a great problem to have. Um, 
but you know, I was like, I hope they remember me the way that I think they remembered me and they actually liked me. Um, but yeah, so I re I taped it again and then had the offer for it. Uh, but yeah, that was one of the ones where it was just an audition and it was in Ireland and I was like, this is exciting. Of course I want to go to Ireland for a month, uh, pre-baby now that might be a little harder, but, um, but yeah, that was just, that all came together that way. Thank you. Yeah. We love a Christmas movie. Love, love, love. <laughs> oh, so yeah. magic. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. So that was the self-tape before self-tapes were the thing. I guess. I mean, I feel like for when you retaped it, what, when you retaped. Yeah. I had definitely been doing self tapes. I feel like a lot of times pre-reads were like becoming self tapey when you're like, can I just get the appointment in the room? They're like, nope, they're only seeing tapes. And you're like, okay, okay, I'll do the tape. But now I love self tapes. I'm like, you know, now they are kind of the norm. Right. And so it's like, well, I never use my first take. So that just goes to show like, my audition in person would be like my first one or two takes and I always end up using 10 or 11. So <laughs> uh, it's kind of nice that you get that freedom to uh, play around with it and to watch it and tweak things. Be like, oh, I want to get this moment in there. I think this would be a cool thing to try. Um, and I've even like thought of maybe sometimes taping my auditions before I actually go in the room just because it is so helpful to to see what they're seeing and to make sure that you're translating translating everything that you want them to see because it is you know like you guys learn on on camera techniques like those little things can make such a big difference in your read um that you might not think about yeah thanks to technology we're able to do self-tapes and share Mm -hmm. them via zoom and yeah it's yeah so impactful to watch your work back. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. I don't always like it, but you, you learn. <laughs> right. Impactful. Sometimes in a bad way. Yeah. Um, awesome. <laughs> Anyone else have thoughts, questions? Yes, Miss Knock. Hello, Knock. Hi, Colleen. Um, and thanks for being here, Kathleen. Um, <laughs> um, I'm also doing improv right now at UCB. So I was wondering um, if you, um, use improv in any ways in your preparation process um not so much uh in my prep I mean I think improv is like such an amazing skill to have especially on set um just because it gives you that freedom to kind of explore and you're not scared of those moments like you don't back away from them you kind of lean into them a little bit more um and especially if you're on a comedy or commercials, like that's the gold. Like I think every commercial I ever booked was because I had improvised some line that wasn't on the page that got the laugh because they had seen for commercials. I mean, they'd seen 50 people and they hear the same thing, same thing. And then as I got into the habit, cause I was booking jobs, I was like, oh, but if I throw in this line or this line, um, you know, you cut through a little bit, but I don't norm, I don't use it so much in prep. I mean, I guess, Maybe like I like to journal my backstory a lot, which kind of is like improvised. Like I like to let my mind just kind of free write about something. If I if I'm reading the script and it says a moment, I'm like, oh, I want to explore that moment more. Um, I guess that's kind of a form of creative writing, improvised creative writing. Uh, but yeah, I think on set it's a, a very very important skill, and I think it gives you kind of a confidence to 
not run from those moments, especially if another actor gives it to you. You want to be able to give them something back. You know, you don't want to be like, oh, wait, that's not what you're supposed to say. What's happening, you know? Um, yeah, so I mean, I've always said that I think that's like such an amazing foundation to have, to have improv in your, in your skill set. Cool, cool, thank you. Yeah. I am muted. Anyone else have thoughts? Yes, <laughs> hi Haley. Hi, I've been listening from my car. I just came home, um, but everything's great. I just, um, while you were talking about improvising, um, talking about improvising on set, uh, you were saying like, if the actor gives it to you, you want to give it back. I'm curious about like the dynamics of that, like when it's appropriate, when it's not. Um, yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, I know. Like if you're saying if you're the co-star, the guest star, and you're coming in. Right. How do you even suss that out? I mean, as a co-star, you know, you're probably not ever going to do that. Um, but even like for you, uh, maybe was there like a time when you improvise and felt free to do that? And I'm sure someone will tell you or do they tell you? I think... Um... I think there's probably certain shows where you get the style. Like I'm not going to go on a procedural and like start, you know, shooting off some improvs because they're probably like, we have our script. It's this, this, this. Um, but, you know, I don't think you should ever feel bad if you do it and it's not received because it's just a take and it's a cut and they can cut it. I mean, I think you always want to make sure that it's smart like it's in the character it's not just for your own sake because you're trying to get a laugh like I want you want to make sure that it serves the story and that mm -hmm. it adds to the story and enhances the scene you don't want to just be like I need to show them my skills right now and I'm going to be like bam 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 um right but that being said if you do it and it bombs be like well they didn't like it I'm gonna do you know we're gonna do another take anyway so who cares I mean we've definitely had co-stars and guest stars come on and you know, we'll throw them a line and they'll do it back. I mean, our show, well, no, we improvise, but I think more on a comedy, you would get it more. Mm -hmm. And also the writers are throwing you new lines constantly, but we get pitched new lines in the middle of the scene. Um, but yeah, I think as long as it's not just because you're trying to show off and it's, you know, right. the character <laughs> and it fits the story, then you should feel free to do it. Uh, you know, we've had co-stars, guest stars do it. We've had people that you're like, okay, they took it too far, but no one's going to punish you. And you're not black. Right. It's just like, cool. I'm glad, I hope they had fun with that. We're not going to do it again. But um, I think again, it just goes to like taking up space and owning that space. Um, right. Yeah. But uh, um, was there another part to that question that I'm not answering? No, no, no. That's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Cool. I, yeah, have fun. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> Amazing. Awesome. Anyone else have a question for Caitlin? Caitlin is also shooting today. So um, uh, oh, it's shoot. just super appropriate. Oh, wait, <laughs> did someone else say something? I missed. Okay. Uh, so it's appropriate to sort of wrap up and allow you the time to, to do what you need to do. Caitlin, thank no you problem. so much for being here. Appreciate you, you and congratulations on the fantastic quality of work, as well as the quantity that you've been able to do on This Is Us. Thank you guys. And thank you for, for being here. And I wish you guys all a lot of success and hopefully we get to work together sometime. Oh, yes. From your <laughs> mouth to, to, the, to the casting God's ears. Thank yes. you so much. <laughs> All right. Take care, everyone. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.